welcome to another IMCO with me, Jonathan Chan. I'm so glad that you can join me today for lunch as we have a conversation or not so much of conversation unless you shoot me some comments on the uh, comment box right below the uh, Facebook page, but I mean, Facebook post, but let's just begin. Uh, let's talk about what topped the news this past week, and I will offer you my Christian opinion on that topic. Now, it's not actually local news that we're going to be addressing today. Uh, I'm going to talk about what topped the news in my news thread. Uh, email threads, Twitter feeds, Facebook posts, oh my goodness, uh, like these past couple of months just exploded. <laughs> or a few months actually, just exploded with things that are just cringeworthy, uh, makes me feel disheartened, um, just disappointed, and yeah, just uh, and sad to know that we have um, news coming through the pipeline about Christian leaders, reputable Christian leaders, Christian theologians, Christian whatnot, pastors stinking up their reputation because of their misdeeds and abuses of power. And so what do I mean by that? Well, let's just uh, take this uh, picture off and let's just start off with the most, no like just by in order of my news threads. One of them was being um, this lady right here, uh, Paula White. And for those of you who do not know Paula White, she is a evangelist, uh, a televangelist kind of, um, and she was a uh, adamant follower of the 45th president of the United States, saying that he was a godsend, a gift from God, or the chosen one and appointed savior of the world type of thing. And uh, one of the famous quotes that she quoted that she said was, uh, if you do not agree with him, you do not agree with God. And boy, oh boy, uh, my news threads exploded. People kept on tagging me on these posts saying, what do you think? What do you think? And or uh, just sending me stuff, especially my um, a few of my friends who are not Christian. They go, how could somebody even associate themselves with this, uh, with the 45th president, knowing full well that this president is not even Christian? Well, anyways, that's Paula White. Then, uh, followed that, uh, I received more threads about this guy. Not, not the president, but the guy beside him, uh, Franklin Graham. Uh, during the whole investigation, the impeachment trials uh, uh, that happened this past couple of weeks, he was quite outspoken, saying that the election was fraudulent uh, and that Trump well, had Shouldn't, we shouldn't point fingers at him for inciting the violence, etc., etc. And then my news thread, my Facebook feeds exploded there as well. People kept tagging me, DMing me, uh, saying, what do you think about this? Because, you know, um, should I continue to support Samaritan's Purse because he founded that? Or should I do this and that? Or should I just uh, um, throw the... Uh, throw everything away because of that support? And, then, you know, he didn't really do much help for himself either when after the fact when it was proven that the election was not fraudulent what did he do he d and what did he do right after the uh, insurrection he just said oh we shouldn't point fingers at anyone well who was the guy who pointed fingers originally 
the beholder of the one who just said it. So he, he topped the news as well in my news threads. Another Christian who happens to stink up the reputation of the overall Christian reputation, not only to his reputation. Then after that, there was uh, this article that came out uh, about Carl Lentz. Now he was a former pastor who just recently got fired by Hillsong Church for having an affair with the lady to the left of the picture, to the right, to the left. Well, you know who it is I'm pointing to. And uh, Carl Lentz was married, is married, or was, is, not sure what the uh, update is with regards to his marriage, but, out, but he had an affair outside of the marriage and using his power and authority, kept on, uh, pers apparently pursued her. Yeah, he pursued her, kept on texting her, pursued her, and um, knowing full well that it was completely wrong. And, uh, and so he got fired for it. And uh, now, Carl Lentz is not the only example that this happened. There are many examples of pastors just doing really horrible things and abusing their power as such. So uh, this is just one of the many examples and the recent one. And uh, in a very well-known church who happens to have Justin Bieber as the, his, one of their congregates and also the Kardashians, besides the point. So that was on the news as well uh, in my news feeds. That one exploded quite, um, that one quite, ex that, one, that one exploded um, a bit actually, because, you know, like a lot of, uh, a lot of our churches and including mine sing a lot of Hillsong songs and <laughs> Hillsong songs. And uh, therefore this really hits home to us because, hey, like, why didn't um, Mr. Houston do anything about this? Like, why didn't he address it in the beginning? And there's a whole host of other problems and like a whole host of threads of uh, conversations to have that, that um, about church power, church dominance and clergy power and abuses of power. And also how do you train your pastors and followers versus critics, etc. But that was uh, also, this also topped the news this in my news threads anyway, this past few months. All right, and lastly, this one hits even harder because this one is in my own denomination, is this individual right here, the late Ravi Zacharias, who abused his power. Uh, had, he was a, a recent uh, investigation showed that he uh, was uh, very predatory Predatorial, predatorial, very, like uh, he was a sexual predator. He exploited women. He uh, was a, he abused women, and um, and and it was just so hard. The news just like our whole community took it really hard. And um, thankfully, our denomination uh, wrote a letter in response to acknowledge that. Uh, the, to acknowledge the heinous acts of uh, Ravi Zacharias and to also really uh, the most important people that we need to care for are the victims. And uh, the women who came forward need to be protected and they need to be supported and they need to be cared for. And there's a lot of wounds that needs to be healed. Um, and so hopefully I pray and we all pray and not just pray, but do something about it. Like all the churches in our denomination, in our community should uh, get behind our national office and to uh, re make repairs of these, uh, of what he has done, what uh, Ravi Zacharias has done. 
no, this is not something that we have to like, this is not the conversation to tap into, oh, the grace of God or that. Yes, but however, there needs to be healing, intentional healing that is done by the church communities in our denomination. And I'm glad that our national office wrote that letter because that is the first step and that is to acknowledge. And the second step is to actually be the um, impetus of action, which I'm glad they are taking the lead of that. All right. So again, another uh, example of Christian leaders, Christians who stink up uh, the, their reputations. And not only that, but to stink up our entire Christian reputation. Um, and lastly, a little bit more local, a little bit more local. You know about the Langley churches and the Chilliwack churches and the Fraser Valley churches. Langley and Chilliwack are in the Fraser Valley. Sorry, my apologies. There are, there are churches out there who are disobeying the COVID protocols and they're worshiping in person with no masks. And even if they're worshiping in person with masks, they're still disobeying protocols. And now recently, this morning on News 11.30, they actually went to the courts to uh, defend their actions. How do you like that? Um, you know, they, they were saying that they're being discriminated. They're being uh, told that uh, they were unjustly treated for, um, you know, being not allowed to worship in person. And yet, you know, liquor stores are open, grocery stores are open. Well, hello, they're not the same. Personal opinion, by the way, just to off the, off the, off the topic, personal opinion. Worshiping and going to a liquor store are completely different things. Why? I am a patron of the BC liquor store. And to tell you the truth, I do not sing in the liquor store, nor do I pray. It's a five minute visit. I go in, I grab my Buffalo Trace bourbon, and I leave. That's it. I don't sing, I don't mingle, I don't huggy huggy with, the with, the, uh, with anyone, uh, nor do I want to. And uh, it's just a brief visit. For a church service, you have singing, you have praying, you have huggy-huggy, you have uh, uh, just a whole host of things that deal with a lot of talking. Unless you're Greek Orthodox, um, where, they, <laughs> where they worship in silence, this is completely different from just uh, the grocery store. Second, about discrimination. If you are receiving your, uh, a charitable status, that's not discrimination at all. In fact, you have every right to probably, you know, question the authorities if you did not have your charitable status. If you are willing, I'm talking to the churches that are disobeying the protocols. If you're willing to give up your charitable status, fine. All right. That's another conversation. But if you're not willing to give up your charitable status, I'm sorry, but you still need to report to the authorities and follow their rules. And also, you've got a question. Why, are you, why do you have your charitable status in the first place? So there is no discrimination. I'm sorry. If you were saying that you're being discriminated and judged and are unjustly um, persecuted, if you still have your charitable status and your congregants can still get a tax receivable dona uh, donation receipt from you, you're not being discriminated. I'm sorry. You're not being discriminated. There are other ways of worshiping God. And newsflash to this guy, Hebrews may not have been written by Paul just to let you know. All right, La uh, enough of me venting. But now you know that this has been what's been going on in the news. It's uh, 
it's heart-wrenching to know that there are Christians out there who are stinking up the Christian reputation. Um, from a personal point of view, it is very difficult to do good work in the community and tell people that you're Christian uh, and still be received the same way uh, because of these folks. It's hard. It's hard to do good work uh, when you have these folks who tend to just do these acts of heinous activities and just horrible acts of disobedience and then and then just sort of sh like writes off your your the good work that you do however um there are a lot of things that that i could say but in a, but due to a limited time of this type of imco um some of you have asked me of my own thoughts and how should we respond as christians in light of all this news well, uh, I want to say it all starts with us. What we can do, we can't change people's perspectives. We can't change the news. We can't change what's going on. But we can definitely make changes to ourselves. And so I want to propose to you some takeaways of what I've took away from all the news that I've heard about Christians stinking up their reputations. Here are the takeaways. Number one, I think it's high time that we revisit the old doctrine of sin. Uh, we have to revisit the definition of it and also to fully understand that sin keeps us apart from God. Sin wedges us, wedges our relationship, cuts our relationship from God, and it also hurts people and then and just completely uh, destroys shalom and so number one is that we have to target and purge sin with ruthless aggression we have to be intentional we have to take intentional action on our own sin i have my sins that i need to take ruthless aggression to eradicate and I'm sure you have sins that you need to take action with, with ruthless aggression to get rid of as well. Sin is something that we need to purge on a daily basis and to just say, I'm just to be convinced that my relationship with God is so important that I need to purge my sins. We cannot let it linger. We cannot ignore it. We cannot just put it under the carpet because when we do that, sin become, this, these sins become bigger and bigger and bigger until we cannot handle it anymore. And, and what's worse, we become complacent. And we, don't even, we can't even distinguish it anymore that it is sin. And so we have to look ourselves, I have to look at myself in the mirror and say, what sins do I have that I need to purge and take ruthless aggression on? Because really, like Martin Luther said, sin can be, it's like a bird. Don't ever let it build a nest on our heads. Number two, we also have to revisit the whole idea of, of obedience, obedience to God, because that's what it is in a relationship with God is obedience to his law. Now, some of you might say, well, aren't you getting a little legalistic? No, I'm not. The law that God gives us is to enable us to live as a full human being. So that, and it also enables us to love others as well. 
the whole idea of building shalom. Obedience is actually about creating this canvas uh, and uh, helping us to maneuver through that canvas so that we can live to our fullest potential that God has created us to be and to enable others to live to their fullest potential of what, how God created them to be. That's what obedience is. It's sure you might say is legalistic, but I don't think so. The law of God is good and is, it has the intention is to enable us to live to our fullest sh shalom filled potential and to also enable others, empower others to have them live to their fullest potential in shalom. That's what I mean by obedience. Number three, also, we have to remind ourselves that we have to live a life of a, as a recipient of immense grace. Uh, we all fall short, have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And therefore, when we take action on purging our sins with ruthless aggression, when we do, um, uh, recommit ourselves to obeying God, we also have to live as a, re as a repentant, uh, live a life as repentant. Live a life that has a heart and intent to, for transformation and also intentional reparation. Sin hurts people. We know that. All of us know that. Whenever we sin, someone gets hurt. And uh, uh, from all the news that I've heard, seen and read, we need to take action to repair, to heal, to heal those who have been hurt. So for the case with Ravi Zacharias, it is time for us as a Christian community to, to heal, to help, to support, to love those victims that have been victimized, that have been abused and been, been um, hurt by this man. And so we need to take action. We need to uh, take action, take intentional action to repair and to heal. Why? Because that is a life of repentance. That is a life of an individual who has received immense grace. Those who have received immense grace take intentional action in healing others, in helping others, in loving others. So to conclude this IMCO, sin needs to be identified and purged. Purged with ruthless aggression, especially, hate to say it, but, um, especially if it involves uh, exploiting people. Those sins really need to be purged. Sin hurts people, and we need to take responsibility for it by being proactive, by being proactive in repairing, repenting, and reconciling. Well, that's it from me. Again, thank you for joining me in another IMCO. My name is Jonathan Chan. Uh, if you have any comments, feedback, suggestions, or questions, please email me uh, through my website at www.companyofdisciples.com. Now, just to make a little announcement and a plug, this coming Friday, I will also be live again with a group of people, uh, uh, participants in our TCC Lunch Exchange. And what are we talking about this Friday? We're, we're talking about censorship and um, the recent events that uh, galvanized this conversation with uh, you know, Twitter banning 
president, uh, the 45th president and the various other groups and Facebook banning them. So we'll be talking about that. And uh, so it's happening this Friday. You can uh, uh, join us through Facebook Live or through our website to watch it as a participant, or you can be an active participant by joining our Zoom conversation. If you want to do that, uh, email me and I will email you the Zoom details and the coordinates so that you can join us this Friday at noon for TCC Lunch Exchange. Now, till next time, have a good rest of the week and hope to see you again next Wednesday.